to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, today we want to talk about the difference between fear and self-control. Is there a difference? Why are we talking about this? So anybody who knows, who's been listening to us for very long would certainly have picked up on the fact that I am super conflict avoidant or I have been in the past. I should definitely reframe that. And a lot of sorting that out came from realizing that my motive sometimes was really fear which was connected to managing and controlling situations rather than coming out of a loving place of self-control. So let's just unpack that for our listeners Mm. today. Yep, because really the external behavior can look exactly the same. And you're right, as you know, we're healing and walking it out, out on our journey, I often, for myself, am stuck in that place of, am I choosing this because I'm afraid of the consequences or afraid of what will happen or trying to achieve some sort of settledness inside me? Or am I approaching this from actually, I'm not going to do that out of self-control and being rooted in Jesus. And that is a real question. And so, man, if it's a real question for me and a real question for you of two different people, we are guessing that this is actually something a lot of people kind of wrestle with. What does this look like? I think the truth is, it's got to be a bit of a factor for everyone. Hopefully, if people are thinking, no way, not me, they'll still hang in there and listen to us and and see where we go with this. But the truth is, as little kids, we feel safe when people are connected, when there's peace, not conflict. And so even as little tiny children, we somehow pick up on the idea that we're responsible for creating this space And we want to do that. And as little kids, man, we learn strategies. Every little kid will. If there's conflict in the room, they've got their strategies. Some will check out. Some will go and try to make somebody feel better. Once you become aware of it, you see it. So the truth is, we're born into a broken world. And we have all, to some degree, been programmed to manage and navigate conflict. Mm -hmm. And another way of um, saying that is anything that is performance-based that, you know, we need to make someone happy. We need to act in a way. We need to perform to settle this conflict. Anything that is performance-based is actually fear-based. Oh, totally. Performance is all connected to the fear of disconnection, actually. I'm afraid that you won't love me. I'm afraid that we won't be connected. Afraid that you won't understand I love you. Afraid that you'll misunderstand me. So I go into performance mode to really make up for that. You know, it's probably always rooted in something really good in the beginning, a genuine desire for something that then the enemy corrupts. Because when we're talking about this, what we're talking about is actually motives and motivation. Mm. Our behavior on the the outside to someone else can look so exactly the same. But based on our motives, we'll actually have different fruit out of our behavior in the end and actually release something different in the atmosphere. Totally. So when I was a kid, I had, well, I still have as an adult, uh, we adopted a, a boy that had special needs. He had fetal alcohol symptoms and no one knew anything about that in the 70s. So it was like, here's your baby, figure it out. And I learned really quickly that he responded very well to me. And so as a child, I totally took on, man, whatever he does, I got to jump in there, help navigate this because that'll help mom and dad. Like, did my parents need me to be a little parent in the house? No, kids just pick this stuff. And learned lots about, actually, when Michelle shows up nice, sweet, peaceful, and kind, it's super helpful. And it makes things more peaceful. There's more connection. Those are really good things. Like That sounds really good. Absolutely nothing wrong with it, except for how the enemy then brought strategies of, 
I matter if Mm. I show up and bring peace. So, man, we have a whole podcast episode that you should definitely check out called I Only Matter If. So attached to that is now in my marriage with my children when I go to work, boy, I need to show up and bring peace because then I matter, Mm. which would make me afraid of ever having conflict or saying anything people would disagree with. So this would look different in your story, obviously, than mine. But as Jesus started drawing me further up and further in, I started to recognize, man, I pick certain behaviors in a cloak of something that looks good. But the truth is underneath it, I'm afraid. Mm. I'm afraid of people not getting along. I'm afraid of disconnection. So I'm not actually showing up powerfully at all. Mm -hmm. But then the next sneaky strategy of the enemy was, well, no, you're just having lots of self-control, which sounds good. Yeah, now we're now we're into the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So it's got to be good to have self-control, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. But motive matters. Jesus said over and over again, it's what you're, what's in your heart that I'm going after. And again, I think we create an atmosphere based on our motives. Mm. So this angsty feeling that I'm controlling and limiting conflict was actually something that would show up in our marriage a lot. And my husband really didn't enjoy it. What? I know, right? Shocking. Because I actually, at bald-faced facts, was absolutely trying to control a situation to avoid any conflict. Hmm. Where is self-control, right? It just brings me back to that uh, in 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And when I think about self-control, I think about actually love, power, and a sound mind, clear thinking. That that's self-control right there. So I was having no clear thinking, actually, when I was all about, it's just got to maintain the peace and not let anybody be upset. Mm-hmm. And all that editing that goes on and the ton of emotional energy that goes into that is actually exhausting. Creates a hypervigilance, so we're never at rest. And I know this isn't uncommon because I have a friend who's quite different than I am. And, and she talks about the day she realized that she does so much editing before she ever opens her mouth. And it totally looked like self-control. But the truth was, it was all fear-based in protecting myself. Mm -hmm. So how do we risk stepping out without fear and still having self-control? It's a very good question. Very good question. Man, I feel like we're broken records, but such uh, it's key. This is Jesus is key to everything. And anchoring ourselves in Jesus is is key Mm -hmm. for all of our healing, freedom, risking, dreaming. Everything comes back to, are we anchoring our emotions and our experiences in Jesus, or are we anchoring them to fear in this case? And you sure can see if you read the Gospels, Jesus wasn't conflict adverse. Oh man, nope. (laughs) Nope. In fact, he said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. And you're like, what the heck? That's just one of those verses I'll skip right over before I feel any awkward and confusing feelings. It's okay. This is in all, in my Bible, when it's those those stories of him being like, boom. And literally it's like, mic drop. I actually write in my margin, mic drop. Cause it, there's those things where he's just like that, or like to the Pharisees when he's like, you're at like unwashed tombs, mic drop. And then he just like, lots of the times he just like walks away. Yeah. Like it's like, well, I'm done here. See ya. So yeah, Jesus is lots of fun. And it's easy to say, well, he could do that. Cause he was the son of God. He was just a man who was filled with the Holy Spirit, not just a man, extraordinarily a man filled with the Holy Spirit, but he was like me. Mm -hmm. He was a human. He craved connection. He didn't necessarily want to have conflict, but he needed truth. 
Yeah. And genuine matters and giving space for people to show up in a safe and genuine way without fearing disconnection is huge. So all of my fear of conflict that led me to all these fear-based control behaviors was I'm just really afraid of disconnection. Mm-hmm. So how can I show up, Jesus, in dicey situations without all that hyper-vigilant fear? And yet having self-control, not yeah. just coming and boof. In, right. in situations. Because we all know those people that are like, man, I'm just genuine. And if people can't handle all my F-bombs, it's their problem. And really all they're doing is a great big emotional dump and leaving the room. And that's not godly either. That's no. not self-control, actually. There's a verse in Proverbs 16 that says, All the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs motives. Mm. And so it, it has actually helped me significantly. When I just go, God, what's really going on here? And a man, as soon as I hear, I'm afraid of disconnection, or I'm afraid of someone misunderstanding me, or I'm afraid of, hardly ever am I really truly afraid I'm going to hurt you. That's definitely part of it. But if I hurt you, you're not going to like me, or you're going to retaliate to me. There's a lot of self-protection in it. Mm, It's that second half. Right? I do care if I hurt you. But I'm going to care even more the fact that you retaliate towards me or shut me down or withdraw. I think emotionally withdrawing is really programmed into me that people will emotionally withdraw if I don't show up nice and sweet and happy. Mm. So understanding motive, Amy, is huge for me. Big step in going, okay, that's my motive here. What's the truth? Well, if you've listened to our podcast for a long time, you're going to hear story after story of how I unraveled. And the truth is that Jesus got me. And if you shut down on me and you're angry at me, he's still with me and I am so loved and he is going to help me sort this out. Mm-hmm. Peace, rest. Yeah. Go into a place that's not hypervigilant anymore because then I don't think clearly, right? You talk about the sound mind, clarity of thought. Don't have that when I'm hypervigilant and trying to do the super edit. Mm-hmm. But man, Lord, if this goes sideways, you're actually going to help me. Mm-hmm. Clear, still and quiet. I love mm-hmm. that. And with the self-control, I think there's that component that you that we kind of just talked about, about, oh no, like I don't want to edit myself. I need to show up who I am and honest and right. We can kind of go to that, which is also unhealthy. But man, when we look at scripture, 1 Corinthians, I love this passage because it is when Paul's talking about it, it is so disciplined and brutal, actually. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Isn't it obvious that all runners on the racetrack keep on running to win, but only one receives the victor prize? Yet each one of you must run the race to be victorious. A true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, practicing constant self-control in order to win a laurel's wreath that quickly withers. But we run our race to win a victor's crown that lasts forever. For that reason, I don't run just for exercise or box like one throwing aimless punches, but I train like a champion athlete. I subdue my body and get it under my control so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. Like it is that passage right there is so like, no, this self-control thing is a big deal and you need it. It is essential and that it's not just we're limiting ourselves to make ourselves palatable to other people. That's not what it's about at all. Well, that's a powerful sentence right there. Not limiting ourselves to make us palatable to other people. Mm-hmm. That would so summarize how I showed up a lot, whether mm-hmm. it was in my marriage or at work. I would never say anything that would challenge or make somebody uncomfortable because I don't want to be unpalatable to you. Yeah. Yeah. And as I've gotten free of fear, I've recognized that, man, that was a strategy of the enemy to honestly limit Mm -hmm. the expression of God through me that's really important. 
When I'm present, if I don't show up, something's missing. If you're present and you don't actually show up, something is really powerful is missing in the room. Mm-hmm. And so now as I look at conflict, no, I don't like it, but I'm not afraid of it. Mm-hmm. How do you want me to show up, Jesus? If I challenge, right? If I pose a, an opposing question, I, don't, I, I see this differently. What do you think about that? The self-control piece is anchored emotions, actually, because as yeah. my emotions are anchored to love, I will have self-control. I won't swear, yell, you know, do those behaviors that are actually intended to intimidate, control, and manipulate another person. Which then, if you unravel that further, connects back to fear. Yep. I don't want you to behave this way. Therefore, I will manage the situation by. Yeah. And it all makes so much sense until we get to the root of the matter. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, if we show up anchored to Jesus in love, conflict is actually a good thing. When you challenge my ideas, we come up with a better idea. When Mm -hmm. I challenge your ideas, we come up with a better idea. And we're not doing that rudely. We're doing it thoughtfully and with self-control. But something better always comes out as the end product. Mm -hmm. When I think of conflict in our homes, it can be the same way. There needs to be a safe place for people to show up and have differing opinions or have their opinions challenged. But if it's actually coming out of me wanting my agenda to happen in this house... That's going to trigger everybody, even if I do it in sweet ways. It's still manipulation. Yeah. Control and self-control are not the same thing. Control is outward control situations, control people. Self-control is dealing with our own crap and being responsible for how we show up. And at the end of the day, that's our only assignment. Yeah, even though that can be hard. Incredibly hard. And it won't be super effective if it's all on our own strength. It will be unraveling the hard issues behind it in the presence of Jesus so that he can actually purify our hearts. There's a scripture that I really love, so well known because it's in the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Mm. And as we allow him to purify our motives, we will see him in our situations, even in the difficult ones, even in the ones that feel out of our control. As we allow Him to purify our hearts, we will see God. And when we see Him, we want to radically pursue Him further up and further in. 